Hello everyone and welcome to Sex and Violence of a Plus Sign, your weekly punk rock movie podcast, unless you're on Stitcher, if it's not a plus sign, it's the and word. And I am one of your co-hosts, I am Gabriel Elizabeth Marla Fourth, and along with me as always is my co-host... Uh, Ryan Winifred Snyder the Seventh. <laughs> this again. Yes, it's, it, it must be Ryan. Really. It has to be. It's, it's like that was a little more turkey grandpa like. Like hello Winifred. You've got gravy like in the back cheek yes, area. Yes, exactly. Some giblets. Yeah. It's just floating my gums. I haven't been. What in- do you want? I haven't been introduced, but is that real? What Winifred? No. No. Okay. No. Don't act like that's unrealistic. That's a real name. Well, it's a woman's name, isn't it? Winifred. Winifred? Winnie. Yeah, Winnie. Winifred. Or Freddy. Winifred. No, Frederick is Freddy. My first name is also, like, gender fluid. Yeah, like, um, Ryan, uh, what's her face, from Ink Master. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. Or Win. several thousand episodes ago. Exactly. Or Win. Welcome to 2,000 episodes of Sex and Violence. 2,000 episodes. This is, uh, episode 50? 49. 49, okay. Yes. Oh, fuck. We're going to have the same week. We're going to have 50 episodes, but... Um, I think next week, actually, we're doing a Migrity Valentine, so we can give a little bit more time for our sweepstakes contest painter to get his stuff together for our contest. Yay! Yeah, he's working hard. Yeah, we want to give him time, but... Anyway, we have a guest. Who? Um, it's the professor again. La professora! La professora! La professora! Well, I can't say... A returning guest and a returning director. Yes. Guest... Who the fuck are you? Call me a director. Like, what's it called for Alan Smithy? Oh, that's a good point. I was uh, talking about De Palma. Ah, uh, there you go. I was going to say that. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, I am I am uh, uh, Daniel Reichel. I am a... Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I, I am a... Uh, I, I co-founded Top Gun Radio, and I co-host uh, Slow Readers with this jerk over here. With Gabriel, Ryan Snyder. With Ryan Snyder. <laughs> yes. We talk about books. We talk about literature. We talk about reading. We talk about trying to read. And white power. And, and white, white power. power. It is a hard right-leaning uh, literature podcast, and we read mm-hmm. such uh, uh, right uh, conservative literature, such as Daniel Gunn Railroad, mm-hmm. The Rise of Watching God. Ayn Rand. Uh, we talk about... We, we are huge fans of Ayn Rand. That's mm-hmm. her name? Actually, Ayn or Ayn? I don't know. I actually just watched... What was it doc- Ayn? Ayn Rand? I watched a documentary on her Ayn? on YouTube, and it mm-hmm. specifically began with people just going like, nobody knows how it's pronounced. Guys, no. what, well, what is a Grand Dragon's favorite electricity company? This is a joke? Or it we, is. Okay, what is it? It's um, He uh, uses a uh, white power. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Oh, Christ. I thought you were going for, like, the Ayn Rand, uh... uh no, I was thinking about that while I was talking about Ayn Rand, and then I realized you guys left the subject, uh-huh. and I interrupted with my terrible joke. Okay. Sorry I have low energy. It was important uh, to me. I, I don't know why. I'm really fucking tired. Is it the whiskey? And and I've had, like, two whiskeys at this point, and I'm drinking... A, actually, no, I've had three whiskeys, and I'm drinking my fourth. Good and, job, uh, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> well, Daniel, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the show. Yeah. This is your fifth <laughs> appearance? Uh, You've been in ten percent of the episodes. Uh, (laughs) That'd be interesting. That's kind of weird. My only regret is that we haven't done Brotherhood of the Wolf yet. Yeah, you have to get your copy. Well, okay. You you can only see that movie if you fucking buy a physical. You had a physical copy. No, I don't. You did. No, I don't. Yes, you. At some point, you I did. I don't know. I never did. You, I, it's Brotherhood of the Wolf. You think no, I'm I home definitely. I so used to have a physical copy because I used to hang out at your house. I used to say, "Let's watch Brotherhood of the Wolf," and you'd show me the physical copy, and I said, "Maybe next time." And I did this for something like six years. No, it would have been a digital copy on my computer that I was like, "Who just wanted you had a hard copy?" I never owned on a hard DVD copy. or something. I never owned it. Daniel and I have known each other for almost thirty-five, 30, almost years. twenty years. I've I met you in nineteen ninety-nine. 
Um, does that make sense? Uh, yeah, no, it would have been sixth grade. Yes. So how old are people in the sixth grade? Eleven. You're like eleven. You're or like 12. eleven. Eleven or twelve. I know because our our sixth grade yearbook from Salisbury, I'm like middle Maybe school, like was 1999. That's all I yeah, have. Right? Yeah. Oh. Ish. Yeah, twelve. Ish. That's what kids. Yeah. I'll go with twelve. Ages. I don't fucking know. I don't care. Like I, I pride myself on not knowing children's ages. <laughs> I don't think about children that much, and I feel okay about it. Um. <laughs> I can dig it. But uh, but no. Uh, at some point, I would really. I, I think we should do Brotherhood of the Wolf. It is. Fine. I don't. I'm sure know, I'm gonna love it. I don't know what to make of it, and I'm so curious what you guys have to say. Is Monica about Bellucci it. in it? Yes. Yes. And before you before you ask, yes, she's very naked in this. Yeah. She has one of the. She has a scene. Okay, to get you guys excited for Brotherhood of the Wolf, there's a scene where she she's a she's a madame. She's she just a madame of a brothel, and uh, when she's uh, uh, entertaining the lead character. There is a shot of her reclining naked on a bed, and as the camera pans over her body, it morphs into a landscape shot. So like her breasts literally become like hills in like this forested cool. like landscape. It's that kind of fucking movie. Daniel, what do you get when you combine Bloodsport with a whorehouse? Blood house? No, you get Jean Claude Madame. Ugh. Yeah! I want fire today. Ugh. Jesus. And by that I mean they really <laughs> want to put a flamethrower to me. They they yeah. do. What I mean they is in us. It's on fire because he's toasted. Hey! Hey, who? We're lightly toasted. In Time this cop. Afternoon. Yeah, it's Tuesday afternoon. We're all about it. Oh, man. Um, so, guys, let's start the way we always start. What have you seen lately? Let's start with intrepid co-host Brian Snyder. Brian Snyder. Brian Timothy. Uh, I am still watching The Alienist, and yeah. it is still good. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you Club has a... kind of been, like, like steadily more and more lukewarm. If you Club can go fuck itself, though. But, uh, yeah, how are you liking The Alienist? I like it a lot. I mean, it's... it's. We have Ryan Snyder with The Alienist update. Yeah, The Alienist update. Uh, I was supposed to watch the new one last night, because, like, uh, Shomana Han and I did not watch the one from last week, so we watched it last night. And then right at, like, 9 o'clock as the new one came on, she fell asleep. So I was like, God damn it. I was hoping for a fucking double feature tonight of two episodes back-to-back. That's the way to do it. But you fucked up. So now I have to watch that one, the newest one from last night tonight. But uh, it's it is, it's really, like, fucked up. And I like it a lot. Like, I, I know you think that we're weird because we like serial killers. but <laughs> No, not necessarily. I do know that's a thing, but it's it's something that I actively... I'm just going to make this Irish. I For some oh, reason, there you go. Ryan is um, upping the game on his coffee. Uh, but I know, it's it's. I have I have a complex feeling that I don't feel like going into, but I do want to call this segment The Ryanist. Oh, I the want. Ryanist. I was going to say that I want Ryan to do a segment about Daniel Brule every week. It'd be called Creme Brulee. Mmm. Like Let's talk this. about <laughs> Civil War and Inglorious Bastards. And Rush. And Rush. Rush is I never saw Rush. It's so good. Yeah. You guys should do Rush for the show. It think? is sexy. You it, see Natalie, you see Natalie Dormer boobs. Oh my god. And like all you have to do is see oh Natalie Dormer god. at all, and I'm in. You add her boobs, doubly in, except for Game of Thrones. I don't think she's ever naked. No, she's naked. She's naked right now. Yeah, why would she? Why would she not? Why would she be in Game of Thrones and not be naked? She's she wasn't. No, she wasn't naked for a lot of Game of Thrones. I think uh, she's naked early on. She's naked and then in like the Tudors for a while. Wait, wait, wait. Which one is? She... Marguerite Terrell? Marjorie Terrell. Uh, she she marries. She's naked. She marries you... right away. I'm pretty sure she her boobs like right because, away. Because she, in she this... marries Joffrey. It, yeah. Yeah. Does she marry? Yeah. Well, that was actually the purple wedding. Um, but in the in season two, she marries uh, Renly, uh, the the gay Baratheon. Brother. Yes, that's right. And she's the one who's like. Who's like, do you want to do me from behind? You can pretend I'm a guy, or I can bring my brother in. Mm-hmm. In like, because yeah. uh, she's yeah. playing. She's an expert at playing. The so game. you get iron fisted. 
Guys, what? Come on. <laughs> Again. Today Again. I'm just like so I'm not normally Pun this city. On. I'm so pleased with myself. <laughs> what was that? The train crashing into the station? So so he gonna he gonna take away his flower night? Is that, is that what he is? Wait, hold on. Right. I really need No, no, it wasn't him. It was I actually Iron Fist the flower night. No, no, it, wait, wait, hold on. No, watch the show, yeah, um, sure right. Marjorie's brother, he was the flower knight. Yes. Yeah, I know. It, it actually, he is Iron Fist. I really paused because I was thinking, oh, he is Iron Fist, that guy? Yeah, that's, oh, that's the joke. Oh, fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah. I literally didn't know that. Okay. You're no, welcome. I really paused because I, I had to think about it. I was unimpressed and he was uninformed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We did it, everyone. But what if, um, so Ryan, uh, Alienist, still good? Uh, still and good. And some sort of creme brulee? Uh, still good. Uh, really took a dark turn at the end of the, like, one of my favorite cliffhangers so far of the show, which was really fucked up. All but right. I, I, I called it as soon as, like, the scene began. I was like, I said to Michelle Monaghan, I was like, that's going to happen. She was like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's going to go the opposite way that you think. Mm-hmm. And then it happened, and I was like, I watched too many things. Yes. Predictive qualities. Mm-hmm. So. You're a busy bee, right? Yeah, but that's pretty much what I've been watching. Um... Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything else new. All right. Yeah. Gentle, I dig it. Gentlemen, who wants to go next? Daniel. Uh, like Ryan, uh, I, ha- I don't think I've seen any movies uh, lately. But, however, uh, two, actually four episodes of Adventure Time was recently aired all on the same day because that's how Adventure Time airs right now. We're like Ooh. six months of silence and then it's like all week, every day, there's going to be a new episode and then nothing for another four months. Yeah. Um, they did that in one day. They released four episodes and, like, all of a sudden I just got the notification because I bought the season pass on iTunes and it's like, oh, you have two episodes of Adventure Time available. I watched that. Uh, it's a great show. It's really interesting knowing the fact that it's, like, winding up to, like, the conclusion. That's pretty exciting. Um, because Adventure Time is very good at being anticlimactic. Like, no one cares about, like, some kind of big, like, fantastical... Lord of the Rings kind of climax. No, it does the opposite. Sure. And in fact, I've really enjoyed how it kind of pulls back from that. Um, but yeah, no, that is a, that is still one of my favorite shows of all time. I love that show so much. Uh, to you, Gabriel, have you seen anything new and intre- or interesting? Well, I was going to ask you, have they done that thing yet, a lot of kids' shows that Adventure Elements like to do, or have they done a flash-forward to adult, like, Finn? Like well, they did that in Jackie Chan Adventures where of. Lucy Liu is the voice of Jade. That was pretty great. Well, well, sort of, but it's it's much more surreal. There's one, there, actually one of my favorite episodes, Puhoi, uh, where uh, because of grief, oh boy, I think it was grief. Jesus Christ, there's, there's like a million episodes. But um, uh, they build a gigantic pillow fort and uh, Finn, because he's trying to, because like uh, Jake isn't giving him the support that he wants, he crawls into the pillow fort and then he gets somehow magically transported into a pillow world where everything is made of pillows. Like, he slays a dragon made of pillows, and everyone's amazed because he has a sharp sword. Sure. But in in that world, he actually grows up into adulthood and then old age, and he dies, and then when he dies out of old age, he gets transported back in the real world, passing what could be, like, a satanic kind of figure that we're not going to get into awesome. now. Awesome. But, um, but, yeah, in that one, we see him grow up. You've seen, um, there's a couple episodes where they flash forward so much that you see, like, a like the world of you but like after like the world has ended so the world of you no uh so like but but they have not counting these i'm on a roll <laughs> they haven't uh, yeah they haven't actually i did one earlier because when you said um there's new episodes of adventure time i went ooh, 
And I didn't want to point it out. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, I, didn't. I wouldn't have thought yeah. that. I keep forgetting it's called the land of Ood, to be honest with you. Yeah. We made a joke about it on our last episode of Slow Readers. Did we? Ryan. So, we, um, last episode on Slow Readers, I don't know if you listened to it, we just, we talked about Mrs. Dalloway, because it's a fast-paced literature podcast. My new favorite book. Virginia, yeah, I know. Virginia Woolf's, um, uh, Mrs. Dalloway. And we discovered that, um... Well, Daniel discovered that she is British the whole time. Oh, fuck. And the river she drowned herself in is spelled O-U-S-E, the river. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's pronounced ooze, apparently, the river ooze. So we decided that um, from now on, whenever we talk about Virginia Woolf killing herself, we say she discovered the secret of the ooze. Mm. And again, it, it continues a really healthy tradition of uh, slow readers. Making um, fun of people who killed themselves? Yeah, like having fun with unfortunate <laughs> death of people who have died. Ryan brought I, up. I, yeah. 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 I, Go ahead. I, I, we had uh, Gabriel's excellent uh, graduation party. I did it, everyone. Graduated college. Yay! And a whole bunch of, you know, friends and family would not were there. And uh, Michelle Monaghan was there. And like. Former guest Neil Heimsoft brought something up about like getting a boner, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, We're not I, I said to I said to her, "I was like, ask Gabriel about boners." Yes. Or about boner. And she's I just like, boners? I happened to be walking by. And I was like, "No, a boner from X," and I, I got the show wrong. And then mm-hmm. he proceeded to tell it, and she was like, "Why is he laughing?" And I was <laughs> yeah, like, "I don't know why." It, it it's only funny because of how much he finds it funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's um, what makes me laugh so much. Like, when you first brought it up in that first episode, I was driving, and I nearly or crashed my car because I was <laughs> laughing so hard. I was just, like, listening to him, like, go on this tangent about it. I was, like, dying. I don't want to get into it because it'll yeah. take too long. Listen to episode, um, whatever the number, Deathlands Part 2 on Cell Readers to go into why I think Boner is funny. Yes, yes. Good, good times. Um, things I watched, um, I saw A Fantastic Woman, which is the best foreign film winner of the Oscars. That was a pretty good movie. Okay. Um, I'm going to forget I saw it because it wasn't that good. I really think The Square should have won the Palme d'Or winner. Mm. Maybe they want to do it again, but it was good. It's about a trans person doing a trans thing. Also, what, 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 The Square, that's a foreign film, even though yeah. it has like Dom West and, and like Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Moss, right? Yeah. yeah. Swedish. What I'd say a, a, a good... No, oh, that's that art museum one? Yeah, yeah. A good third of it is not in English, and it takes place in like Sweden or some shit. Wait, only a good third of it is not in English? Yeah. It's it, a really good movie. Well, doesn't that... Does, I mean, that really skirts the line of being like... Well, I pointed this out to, to the professor, I think, the other day, or maybe it was you, Ryan, about how in England, the award for a foreign film is best film not in English. Yeah. So that way, something that's made in England that's all entirely immigrants could win an award. Like The Handmaiden, which I rewatched recently. I'm also reading Fingersmith. Uh, Very slowly. Yeah, that won the British film for best not in English film. Mm-hmm. But The Square is, in fact, a foreign film. I guess a British movie could win best foreign film. Technically, technically, yeah, that should be the case, but it's yeah. not going to because the Academy doesn't really think that far ahead. Yeah, the Academy considers an English-speaking film to be an Ameri- to be American enough. And I, also, I should say, no, fuck, I'll leave before the end. No, go now. No, I don't want to. <laughs> We're at a stalemate. Okay, fine. Uh, basically, I was going to say that uh, that did remind me that I we did come up with what we we're going to do for episode 50. We did decide readers, that. And Gabriel mentioned it, and you hear me actively talking it down because of how much it's going to be upsetting for people to listen to this especially okay. because i really don't want to do this so let's actually let's actually save that for plugs i wasn't sure what you're talking about okay because okay. Uh, we'll save it for, listen to the plugs for, for us to talk about that because we have a cliffhanger cliffhanger you'll love it guys oh, right. jesus but go see a fantastic woman and not a, not i guess and not to jump ahead to our part two segment i 
binged. A, I woke up this morning, also a little hungover from my graduation party, and I binged a bunch of The Punisher. So morning, I'm almost. <laughs> I know. Oh boy! Did I'm you, did you get the up. conclusion of? Of Wilson's story, yeah. I did. Yes, that was the last. That's episode. a real. That's the episode I told Daniel to watch preparation for the show. Yeah, Except he did. didn't fucking do it. Also, you texted me that this morning. Yeah, you had three hours. Text me yesterday. I forgot. Well, yeah. Give me I like, days. I forgot. I'm not going to wake. I don't. To I be don't fair, s- I'm on your side. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't save an hour of my morning time to watch a television show. Also, That's a lot of time to save for the morning. I tend to put on my iPad and go about my day while I do it. So I'll be cooking breakfast. How does that make any fucking sense? What do you mean? I watched it. Well, how does that help me? Oh, just Why did you do it? You have three that. iPads. It was three hours ago. You could have three that's hours ago. One hour. You it is the afternoon. Oh, it is one hour. You could have gotten it done. No problem. What were you doing instead of that? Jerking it. Sleeping. Because I just said I had sleeping problems. You could have put so it on while you were asleep. I can't help but sleep you were until like I did work while I did it. I was brushing my teeth. I was late coming in as it was. Actually, I was supposed to watch a fucking hour worth of fucking Punisher. Just start drinking yesterday. You'll be fine. It's Oh, All right, Ryan's simmer down, simmer down. Ryan's on my side. Ryan is on. Come on, my take a side, side, Ryan. Who? Frankie, he take said your side. side. Take a side, mommy or daddy? Who's who? Uh, I'm clearly mommy. I'm clearly on your side because I, some, if he would have texted me this morning like, hey, can you watch one more episode of The Punisher? I would have looked at my phone and not texted <laughs> back and gone back to sleep. You guys in your That's, sleep. I also want to say that is literally what I did. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have zero doubt. If I was more awake, if I was even awake at that time, I would have texted like, why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah, because. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've been waking up eight o'clock these days. It's it's weird. Yeah. And new and I don't like it. I've been doing the. Like, no, no, that's okay. I'm yeah. I'm on I'm on a, a human schedule these days. It's very very weird. It's really healthy to do that. Anyway, I'll find a general upsetting. Anyway, we did a movie. We did a movie. No, we didn't. What are you talking? about? Yeah, we fucking did. You, oh. you were just here. Oh what? We have yeah. another director who is now tied for most appearances on this show, Two. with. No. Three. What was the three? Okay, sorry. So we did, uh... Dress to Kill. Dress to Kill. Phantom Paradise. Phantom Paradise. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this. We also almost sort of behind... No, never mind, it's Franco. Sorry, go on. For some reason, I thought Todd in my mind, um, Cruising was also with the Palma, but I'm like, no, that's not true. No. That's Friedkin. Friedkin. Yeah, it was just... Weird. Just Sorcerer. Sorcerer is literally one of my favorite movies. I would love to do it. So he's tied with, uh, Park Chang-wook. Park Chang-wook. Uh, with the three we did of his, and yes. the three of the Palma now. We did... Mm-hmm. Three. Oh, well, you're right. Yeah, no, you did. We're, all the we're, we're, we're tying up loose ends, so I would still like to do Death Wish and Blue Ruin, so we can tie it back to our very first episode, Green Room. Mm. Okay. Ryan, um, do you want to see? Uh, do you want to go see uh, Death Wish today? Uh, no, I have to go to my parents. Ah, uh, okay. Tell them I say hi. I will. They made uh, Rubens apparently oh. uh, for St. Patty's Day, and I wasn't able to get up there on Sunday because I chose you over my parents. Oh, babe, thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's, that's, that's real nice. I wicked uh, the plot of Death Wish. Good luck with that. Oh, God. So we did a movie. We did a movie. We did Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. 19... Snake Eyes. House wins. House 1990 wins. fucking six. Eight. Eight? Okay. Oh, shit. Really? Oh, did David Co-op? Did he write it? He's an awful writer. He wrote it. He also wrote your fucking precious Jurassic Park. What do you mean, my precious Jurassic Park? Oh, because I don't like it. Okay. But you know I mean, what your precious Jurassic Park accuses Ryan? I love Jurassic Park. Most people like Jurassic Park. You're the only weirdo who hates it's, it uh, because yeah. you hate science. That's wrote Carlito's way. As, we're, as we'll get into in a later segment, um, listening to Film Spotting, it's uh, <laughs> they really tie it in as a generational thing. Yeah. 
And I, I, I was like, I was the right weirdo. age to see that because I remember yeah. like I had it on VHS when I was like five or six. And you were watching the shit out of it, right? Yeah, I watched the shit out of it. You know, that was one of those things where even as a kid, I knew I was expected to like it, so I pretended I did. I didn't care even as a kid. See, that and uh, Twister were like the two big ones on VHS growing up for me. Mm. And for some reason, I preferred Night of the Twister starring Devin Sowell over Twister. And weirdly for me, Apollo 13, which doesn't make any fucking sense. That doesn't sense make any fucking kids. sense. You're a weird, great, like, Gary Sinise guy from, like, day one. You know, it's a weird Gary Sinise. There's, like, two movies. Was he in Arachnophobia? No. Okay. Two movies. <laughs> Specific. <laughs> Sorry if that was very out of the blue. Yes. Oh, by the way, trailer. I'm on TV. Hi, Rick Santoro. Hello, Richard Santoro. I'm Ricky! And I am the king! A pepperoni, sausage, Canadian bacon. Listen, why don't you just get to deluxe and save time, all right? Look, I got business. Call me back in five. There he is! There's the man whose life I want! <laughs> and now, the distinguished Secretary of Defense. Great oh, idea to put a flashing light on your head while you're at it. Oh, why are you so uptight? It's fight night! Running security at night. I got a lot on my mind. Watch carefully. That seem right to you? Kevin, that is right in so many ways. No, I mean beautiful woman alone at a fight. A crime is about to be committed. Now listen to me, Mr. Secretary. I am telling you, you are the one that's going to be sorry. You will be a witness. And the hardest thing to spot will be the truth. I'm a homicide detective and a material witness. You can't hold 14,000 people. There's 14,000 eyewitnesses! We have 1,500 cameras. 800 on the casino side, 720 on the hotel side. What are you looking for? exactly when they wanted you to. They didn't miss him with that second shot. Missed you. I'm betting that the redhead you followed is the same person who told Tyler to throw the fight. She's one. Shooter's two. Tyler's three. The drunk who shot the signal's four. Whoever was on the other end of that radio is five. Five people make a conspiracy, right? It sounds like he's conducting a very dangerous investigation. I'm not gonna let you kill her. Please, Rick. You're all alone on this. The house wins. Great trailer. Great trailer. I actually do. I distinctly remember the trailer for this, and I remember it looked seeming much more fresh than what it actually looks like. I remember this movie coming out right hot on the heels of 8mm, which was like a deeply unpleasant movie. Mm. Like, not even, like, artfully done unpleasant. Just fucking unpleasant. Have y'all guys seen that? I've Yeah, I saw that. It's, it's also inspired yeah. by, a, like, a Spanish film that's actually good. But 8mm is not a good movie. Do not watch it's it. It's Joel Schumacher. Is it? Joel, I know Joel Phoenix Schumacher's is kind of like a shit filmmaker. Because he walks into, like, Nick Cage walks into a porn store and there's Joaquin Phoenix ah. reading Truman Capote, but he's hiding it behind a skin mag and it's supposed to make him deep. <laughs> Fuck you, Truman. Schumacher, yeah. you shit-ass filmmaker. You're like mm. David Co-op, whatever his name that is. That movie sucks. I really, really hate it. But There's people out there who like that movie. 8mm? I, I think they play, um... Who, who likes 8mm? Boy, don't they, they play, like, they play either, they're like... They're playing that trailer, too. Trailer. This is the mortgage... 
Cindy's college money. If I do right by Mrs. Krishnan, the circle she runs in, this could be the break we've been waiting for. Can't take more than a couple weeks. That's all I can tell you, honey. Sometimes you can't know what I'm doing. It's better that way. It's always that way. You come highly recommended, Mr. Wells. You're praised for your discretion. Thank you, ma'am. As you know, my husband passed away recently. Yes. My husband was the only one with the combination to this safe. These were my husband's private things. I didn't. I didn't realize. Do you want to tell me what you found, Mrs. Christian? Private Detective Tom Wells is one of the only people who has seen it. It is eight millimeters wide. It runs at 16 frames per second. And he has been hired to discover. All I want is to know that this atrocity is false. I want the proof of it. If what's on it is real. Finding the guys who made this film is going to be very difficult. I need information. I thought you might be able to help. You name the vice, I name the price. I'm going to tell you, there's things that you're going to see that, that you can't unsee. They get in your head and they stay there. Some doors should never be opened. Tom, where are you? You dance with the devil. The devil don't change. The devil changes you. Because once you go through... Okay. There is no going back. No! Nicholas Cage. I'm trying to understand! Whoever you were, just forget about it. I can't. There's no one left to finish this but me. by Joel Schumacher. Not great trailer. They I, maybe a good trailer. I hear they play like a like closer. I think in that movie a lot. If it's not that, it was like "Come to Daddy" by FX Twin. To be honest with you, which is that one. which is for all you guys who remember that song, a joke song. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. It's about snuff starring Nicolas Cage. Cool, bro. Deeply unpleasant. Anyway. Um. No, snake guys. Or Ryan, who wants to say the story of? Um, Brian De Palma's 1998 masterpiece, Snake Eyes. I'm infinitely not good at describing things. Though. This is true. It takes me a while. Ryan. Okay. Um, it's your first. Also, your first time seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. me and Gabriel have seen this already. I think together, right? Yeah. yeah. First time. Oh, we're well, together. Are we all in agreement? We love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 If, to spoiler, uh, this movie's awesome. But uh, love this movie. It's. I, I was saying we when we were like watching the opening uh, credits, like that really great like twenty minute like long shot, yeah. uh, secret cuts. Classic Brian. Um, it it doesn't look like the other De Palma movies we watched. Yeah, in which what? He, like he's such a like a chameleon with like his like the the content of the films that he produces and the way he films them. Mm-hmm. Well, Ryan, uh, but there's certain things that come out like the 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 double. Uh, yeah, the split screen. The split screen. Yeah. Uh, that's like his trademark. That's yeah. him That's him doing the moonwalk. Yeah. Ryan, go into this quick. I know you were few famously hate the 90s film aesthetic, uh, but this one worked for you? This one, yeah, it worked. Um, it Like, it still had but those... why, Ryan? 
But it, why, Ryan? Why? 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 Because of Nicolas Cage. Yes. Yeah. That's the only way this movie works. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I love that character. Uh, so, yeah, I'll give you the breakdown. So, open with this great, like, long, like, shot of our character, Rick Santorum. Um, Santoro. Oh, Santoro. I know. I know. <laughs> I just figured that would get a laugh. I enjoyed it. Uh, so Rick Santoro walking around being a you know crazy scumbag detective, you know mm-hmm. making bets for people and everything like that. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Uh, he's at fight night and he's gonna place a big bet on you know the guy. Uh, what's his fucking name? God damn, I always well, forget character. Uh, Lincoln Tyler. Lincoln, Lincoln Tyler. Tyler. Is it Lincoln Tyler? I thought it was Tyler Lincoln. I came I in. I think late. it's Lincoln Tyler. Uh, yeah, it's Lincoln, Lincoln Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. Played by Stan Shaw. Lincoln's more of a last name than, than Tyler, so that's why I was confused. Anyway, um, correct. During this. A gentleman sitting behind him is shot. The, sec- the U.S. Uh, Secretary of Defense. Yes. Was is, he okay? Yeah. Is shot and subsequently we find out later in the film mm-hmm. killed. Yes. Which sparks a big mystery about who did it. Is it you know his friend Gary sexy Sinise? Sexy redhead or sexy blonde? Sexy redhead, sexy blonde. Is it Gary Sinise? Is she is actually it... blonde? Yeah. It's, no, she's not. Sexy Carla. Gugino. Carla Gugino. Carla Gugino makes this movie. Ah, she's so hot. She's so. God bless you, Carla she's Gugino. So, so guys, do you want to do Gerald's game at some point? Yeah, no, I would love to do that. Also, yeah, I need to see. Have you not watched it? No. Oh, I would assume you would have. Do you know what it is? Netflix no. It's uh, it's based on a, it's a Stephen King adaptation. There are two Netflix movies that were Stephen King adaptations. One was 1922, which we read yeah. for slow readers. It's fucking awesome. Great book. Um, and then Gerald's uh, Game, which is a book that I've never read when I was a kid because that's when I read all Stephen King books, and uh, for good reason because it's about a um, like a middle aged uh, couple who like are always. Oh, I know about this. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah go yeah. to like spruce the up their relationship yeah. and then like uh, the they kind of do like yeah. some light bondage kind of thing, and then in the middle of like a sex game. The husband dies on yep. top of his wife. While well, she's his... handcuffed to the bed. Yeah, yes. I have heard about this. Yeah. And Carla Gugino. Great fucking poster. Amazing actress, great poster. Yeah. Uh, great actress. She's like, she's a really fucking awesome character actor. Yeah. And yeah. she, a yeah, great character actress. And she's, a, she's sexy as all hell in this. Why oh, continue? Yeah, um, yeah the, the, the plot just continues to thicken in classic, <laughs> like, detective story style. Yes. Twists and turns and characters aren't what they seem. So, yeah, you guys want to talk about it? <laughs> sure. Yes. Daniel, as our treasured guest, how do you like Snake Eyes, and how did you come to first watch it? I believe it was me. Yeah, I no, actually, do you remember what 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 led us to watching Snake Eyes? I do exactly remember, because I was reading, um, now slightly disgraced, but I'm still a fan, Aziz Ansari's uh, book about modern romance, mm-hmm. and there's a segment in it, there's a, a part in it where he talks about, I think, horrible excuses... And one of them is the exact plot of Snake Eyes, and he points out that it's exactly the plot of Snake Eyes. Oh yeah, it was something where like it's like Los Long. Do you actually have it? I might. Let me see. Okay, let me know if you have it. I'll, I'll just go on. So yeah, you hear that, and like hearing like the plot points of Snake Eyes sounds so fucking bonkers. And I've always been amazed by the De Palma. I don't I've, think I have. I've never it. been like a huge fan of his, because um, I remember like the first time I saw The Untouchables, I thought like, what the fuck was that? And then, like, later on, like, I, I read that, like, De Palma is, like, this awesome, sleazy director who, like, goes super, like, traditional golden Hollywood kind of style with, like, his filmmaking. And then watching mm-hmm. Untouchables with that kind of thing where, like, it's designed to be, like, an old-fashioned, like, like film movie epic kind of story. And that's exactly what it is, and it's fucking awesome. I um, loved Untouchables the first time I saw it. I, I, I wasn't. Like, well, the first time I watched it all the way through, like, I'd catch it on TV every now and then, but... It really, yeah. And I've heard some people be like, I'm not a huge fan of them. Like, no, you need to see it, like, with that kind of in mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't have it. Like, um, we were, we were talking about, like, before we started recording about, like, the Palma and, like, our views on Scarface. Mm-hmm. And, like... Let's, yeah, what are, let's say our reviews on Scarface. 
Ryan, how many stars do you give Scarface? How I many scars do you give Scarface? How many stars do you give Scarface? How many? I give Scarface one scar. Hmm. Uh, not. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's a movie like uh, like I'll watch from time to time, but like it is just like we've talked about this I think on the show before with like the Fight Club thing where it's like a little bit tainted due to like the douchebag fandom of it. Yeah. Um, Douche appropriation. Yeah, like he's like. <laughs> Scarface is not like a sympathetic character. No, you're not supposed to aspire you're... to be him. Yeah, like he yeah, he it's it's He's uh, not a role model. It's a almost great with this where he'll have like main characters who are scumbags, such as in Snake Eyes, and then some, and like they always get a comeuppance, like evil does not go unpunished. Yeah. Um in fact he made a he made another Scarface like film with Carlito's Way, which is something of like a more mature adult kind of version of that story about yeah. a similar kind of character who's like getting out of jail and like is trying to leave the life. Um, but similarly, again, goes like punished for his his crimes. His well, I like previous life. I like this how, like in this movie how Santoro gets punished for a good deed. Yeah. yeah, or he gets punished because he did the good deed. Yes. yes. Yeah. He yeah. chose to redeem himself. That was my the only problem I think I have with this is that like I don't think that that character would make that move. The yeah. way they set him up <laughs> to be like a grifter and always profiting off of mm-hmm. somebody else. I don't think that's a, a Santoro move. I feel like at, like in in the climax where where spoiler Gary Sinise is giving his villain speech. Oh god, I, was, I love that so I much. I love that. I was really hoping the movie would stick to its guns and like and this character Rick Santoro just takes the money but goes on to fuck him over anyway. Yeah, or that like, would have made more or, sense. To I, me. I, thought, I felt like the in the final scene where they had like a classic Hollywood final scene mm-hmm. where she's all like, where Carl, Carla Gugino's all like, "You're a good guy after all, Rick," and kisses him. I I really was. I'm like, it really looks like Nick Cage. This is the only scene where he's where he stopped doing the Nicolas Cage thing. Yeah. It looks like he doesn't want to be there because it's not a good scene. It's not fun anymore. It, it, I feel like the movie should have ended if him like he just goes on success sort of. Well, it it also goes like this. It goes. He said, like, Carla Gugino comes up and says, hey, even though you're a scumbag, corrupt cop who is going to jail for, like, 12 to 16 months, wherever it yeah. was, um, you're kind of a good guy. And then gives him a kiss, like, kind of like the reward for his good behavior. Yeah. And then afterwards, his response is, well, at least I got to be on top. No, you just got kissed by Carla Gugino, who's <laughs> way above you. She's, like, yeah. what is she? She's, like, an accountant at, like, some kind of, like, a... She's a kind of number pusher. Like, systems analyst. Yeah, yeah, she's got a fucking Sexist career. Like, she's doing okay. Like, and she's also Carla Gugino, so she's, like, you know, she's a classy fucking chick. <laughs> and then, like, she stoops down to your level to give you a kiss for just being, like, a solid dude for once. Yeah. And then he's like, well, at least I got to be on television. You're like, what? You just... It just really? happened. Okay. Yeah, 98.3% of the scenes in this movie that have Nicolas Cage in it are fun. Are amazing. It's just the, like, everything after the climax isn't fun because, like, that character, like, he is a scumbag, but, like, he's not, like... He doesn't hurt people. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just a um, shitty dude, but he's not Yeah, like... he doesn't deserve, like... I don't think he deserves all the bad shit that happened to him. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I tell you what, I actually do like this another time around, because, like, it, it, it really missed me the first uh, few times. I think I've seen this a couple times, two times. The first time you saw it? The first time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but at the end when he... I, I, I didn't really take it to him as telling the 100% truth, but he said, like, I never killed nobody. Yeah. And I thought, like... Oh, because if this time, if he does play oh. ball, it's going to lead to Carl Gugino's death, and he's never killed anybody, especially mm-hmm. not like this directly, I'm sure. Yeah. So like, I think that 100%, that was his thing, where he's like... I'm... That's his code. And also, I kind of like that about his character, where he's a scumbag, he'll fucking... He's, that's his way of, of doing things, 
but he's never killed anybody. He's not and a that, killer. And that makes you just go, oh, okay, I like that. I'm That's on his, his side. Line. I kind of so, like that. Yeah. I dig it. I dig that. Yeah, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I thought this was really fun. And it, uh-huh. it, like I said during the movie, our friends uh, of ours have a, uh, a movie club where they watch, they're trying to watch every Sean Connery movie ever. I want to do a Nicolas Cage every movie Yeah, ever. I will have a see. I will have a complete, oh, there's going to be some real clunkers. Like, you'll, what's you'll it called? Like, that's the Left Behind series? I think oh. I would I would take the clunkers to trade that's... out for, like, mm-hmm. gems like this. Yeah. This is a really, actually great movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This, um, it's it's trash for adults, and I, I really <laughs> dig that. And also, like again, like this movie is, tr- and like there are plenty of other movies that are really fun that are trash. This is like done by like a master, a Hollywood master, yeah. And you feel that like it's a very showy. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's not like subtly, it's not like a Spielberg, like a more mature Spielberg movie where like there's really smart like storytelling elements that are going in. This one, it's like you see like there's so many shots, like the opening twenty minute shot. Is like is like this real like Bravo kind of like sh- bravo, like bravo. showmanship of like of how good of a thing and then like later on there's like little bits like the POV stuff that De Palma yeah. is also known for as well Great. and like there's like this thing with like the boxer like that really like awesome like subplot with like the boxer it goes like all water on on the waterfront on the yeah. waterfront Ugh, yes it. all it goes all Brando yeah it goes all Brando and that's great mm-hmm. and like yeah like that one shot where like it's POV and you can see like his like the, the, the boxing glove and then like it kind of turns away from that to become like a third person yeah, we get like dissociates from himself in the same shot the also same mirror shot. shot too yeah and like like yeah like you don't see that in trash it's cr- it really feels like this movie's like like a Verhoeven script if like Hitchcock mm. did it like it's such sleazy material. I kept on saying that I would watch an entire TV show about Rick Santoro, like doing, like solving cases, mm-hmm. because it's it's almost as smooth as like like Francis McDormand in Fargo. I know Ryan, you're not a fan, but nope. it's a case <laughs> where where a character you where, where you're like this, this character is is you have all the expectations that it's going to be some kind of like dinky character, but it turns out they're also actually outstanding detectives. Mm. You're like, cool. That's yeah. awesome writing. Good job, I, I would watch Clyde. a complete prequel series about that. Detective about Rick the, Santoro? Yeah. Right, Gabe. Oh, come on. I got you. Love that character. Love that character. Also, uh, different from a similar character as he plays in Bad Lieutenant. Which yeah, is also a character, fucking yeah. fantastic movie. That but movie is ape shit. That movie is... Yeah, this was... It's hurts off. This is, like, contained and reserved compared to uh, Bad Lieutenant, which yeah. um, has scenes where they just, like... They have like a they the camera just turn, pans to like an iguana in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like a song as if like the iguana is singing it. Like it's it's real fucking great. And he pulls a gun on an elderly black lady. <laughs> have you seen on like Irma P. Hall, no. wasn't it? Yeah. On what? Was it Irma P. Hall? Uh, I think it was. Oh shit. Okay. Hold on. Ron, have you seen um Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans by uh no. <laughs> That movie is bonkers. Just he he returns he, there's like two scenes in like an old old people's home. Yeah. To he's like I forgot why he's interviewing mm-hmm. some like old lady and like the old woman's like nurse is there. Yeah, it's like her, it's like her son or something. And just like the second scene where like he's hiding behind the door and he's yeah. just like this big sweating uh-huh. ape in like a tan jacket. So everything like about like he's so scary and he's so crazy and he's so hopped up on all kinds of drugs and everything like that. It is it is it's like the perfect film that you it's like stupidly perfect for someone like Nick Cage. Yeah. Something like this, but it's like take this but to like the nth degree. This is like maybe like his most perfect, like contained performance for him doing his batshit thing. Yeah. Because like everyone's perfectly cast in this movie and it's just like it's it's a weird little like like little puzzle like like, like a diorama or like imagine like a cuckoo clock where every th- every time the minute changes Nick Cage runs out says some weird shit and runs back in. 
It's pretty great. Yeah. Awesome. It's a lot of crazy shit. <laughs> so final thoughts, guys, on Snake Eyes besides see it because it's a fucking treasure. I think it's like a perfect like double feature you can do with um, what's the movie we did in like episode nine? God damn it, Last Boy Scout. Oh, oh yeah, I could see that. I think it'd be a great. It has that like 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 efficient sleazy sweatiness. Sports and noir together. Yes. Sport, yeah, sports, sports and noir together. I forget. Did you guys like uh, Last Boy Scout? Oh yeah. Yeah. Tony Scott. Tony Scott. Tony Scott. That's okay. a great movie. Okay. I, 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 I actually didn't really know anything about that movie. I remember seeing, like, the VHS at Blockbuster all the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's just, that's how I remember that movie. So, yeah. Um, do you guys want to gush any more about Carla Gugino? Uh, Carla oh. Gugino is, 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 oh. is, 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 is so great. Good. She's, um, she's dressed as some kind of, like, Hitchcock throwback Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, like, literally dressed up like, like, some kind of, like, poster girl for a Hitchcock film. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, like, wearing, like, like a, like a, a white satin jacket with yeah. nothing underneath except for a bra and she's wearing like this like fake gaudy wig mm-hmm. uh yeah no she's she's so fantastic and the camera loves her yes and like and but like and that's kind of what makes it work because like i feel like in a lot of recent films like we were saying justice justice league uh-huh and like that that camera like it's kind of like really not cool the way it kind of like hugs <laughs> gal gadot's body you know yeah. where it's like very unclassy it's like don't do that but in this, it's this is the kind of film where it just goes all in. It oh yeah, totally. commits to it, and that's and it works like that. So like if if you watch the opening of this movie and you told me that it's actually the lead up to a really extensive softcore porn, I'd believe you. <laughs> I'd be like, oh yeah, so Gary Garrisonies fucks the redhead, and a bunch of weird shit happens, and they threw a bunch of plot together. It's like some boogie night stuff. Yeah, <sighs> I dig it. Boogie nights. I saw boogie nights. Well, we'll, we'll transition really? that into mm-hmm. our next part of our thing, where we're going to piggyback on another show and their podcasting notes about film these days. So we're going to go on a quick break, mm-hmm. and uh, Danny, we're going to hear your voice again, unless you want to do one of your famous trademarked live ads. Okay. Uh, Uncle Danny needs coffee to help uh, wake himself up. Uh, so go check out on Stitcher and iTunes the podcast Slow Readers where we talk about books and we talk about reading and we talk about trying to read. Uh, Jesus Christ, we gave ourselves too much work to do for <laughs> this fucking show to do it weekly. Hey, it's part of the fun. We're yes. Great um, live ad, Daniel. And yeah. now here is our not live ad. And yeah, fuck you, Danny. Thank you. Fuck you, too. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck the lot of you. Oh. Hey everybody, my name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh Uh-oh. The Sith. Because, yep, uh, basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon, <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this this book is so painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know I know what that's like, and surely... Uh, you were in a car that landed in Blackwater? Yeah, I dude, I know, I fucking killed a woman you like fought? this. Uh, <laughs> you fought? Oh, okay, never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay, because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. 
join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid, because like her reaction to that is like, you never read The Giver? You work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping, I was just going like, listen girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On Air Challenge, Slow Readers Exclusive. Slow Readers Exclusive. Can Game Fit Gone Girl Possess? <laughs> Then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run-in with the police. I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk chugging right wingers though. <laughs> milk chugging. And books into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise book. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence. The hot ass top gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff and then when you're done with that go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck to the throat area and then go ahead and give slow readers a spin go search itunes and search up the name slow readers check us out slow readers comes out every monday you can also check us out on twitter at top gallant radio Hello and welcome back to Sex and Violence. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Gabe. Hi, Danny. Hey. Hi, Dave. Part two. Part two. Part twos. Part two. Part two. We're a little tangenty. So we got some things to get to. Mm-hmm. Some Punisher talk. Uh, uh, what? Let's be frank. Oh, okay. And I'll... Um, let's be frank. Let's be frank. Let's be frank. Let's be frank. Perfect. Let's be frank. Let's watch The Punisher. That's all I got. Sounds good. Cool. Cool. And I will drink my coffee while you guys talk about uh, John Bernthal. Okay. Johnny B. So the last episode you watched is the one uh, wrapping up? No, I watched the one after that one. Oh, I didn't watch that yet. So oh, I'm really? I'm ahead of you now? Yeah, you're ahead of me. Oh, man, that's exciting. How many episodes are in this season? 12 or 13. Uh, yeah, I think you're why right. Why is that 12, so many? 12 or 13. I probably mentioned this last time I was on, but why is that so many? Again, really... as always, we say you can cut this down to eight. Yeah. Yes. But no, actually, I will make a bold stance right here when it comes to these Marvel TV shows. Oh, you know, I think that a lot of them are like sweaty, ungainly beasts of bad timing and planning. This, The Punisher, is the first one where I have not encountered the lull. It just keeps on going. Yeah. You want to watch the next episode at the yeah. end of each one, which is really nice. Exactly. Like At no point am I watching it, and I'm like, oh, God, why are we on this now? Because that's happened to basically every series so far. With like Daredevil, I'm just like, okay, now we're doing some weird little extra shit. With Jessica Jones, I got really annoyed because it was taking too long. And even uh, even Luke Cage thinks it's an amazing one. <laughs> After they get rid of uh, um, Oscar winner... Um, what's his name? Paul Giamatti. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. The guy from Moonlight. Yeah, Moonlight guy. I'll think of it later. I'll be furious uh, at myself. Mahershala Ali. Yeah, Mahershala Ali. Mahershala. After they got rid of him, and it seems like it's going, I'm just like, oh, what's going on? Here? Yeah, that was a weird like switcheroo. Yeah, I'm like, I don't <clears> care. <throat> Season two, Cottonmouth. It's fine. Just keep keep the like wrap this shit up. Here, I'm actually. This is the first time I'm at like episode eleven or twelve, and I'm like, oh, it's over already. First time. Hmm. And I really, really loved that that episode in the hotel. That, yeah. that was actually really fucking great. Yeah, we were telling the same story from like Rashomon, baby. four different points of view yeah. to try and get like that what happened in the room. Mm-hmm. And then the way that uh, Wilson's storyline ties up is kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. 
but uh, I guess that's the only way it can go because otherwise it's like we get another like drawn out courtroom drama of him like yeah. setting bombs off around a city. That which works is, for me. I yeah. think another thing they do really amazingly in it is that I think everyone wants to just like people watch The Punisher hoping for some crazy kick-ass gunfighting shit. I mean, naturally, he's the fucking Punisher. And that's why he's all over camo designs, people's trucks. Yeah. But including in this episode, Frank solves his problems by talking because brute force isn't going to cut it. He can't yep. just shoot the guy because he can't. And they do such a good, Steve Lightfoot does such a good job of putting Frank in situations where he can't just shoot and kill everyone, which is great. That's the biggest fear I have on a Punisher show. It's going to be about Frank just shooting people, and that's not it. Well, it can be fun, as we said, with like Warzone. Oh, the next like, episode. Like, Warzone's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And he, that's all he does is just yeah. shoot people. But like, there, I guess there's a certain way you have to approach that. And next episode's great. It does some really. It, it brings him back to straight up Punisher shit. He does some John Wicky stuff. It's pretty great. Also, cool. I was gonna say like you can't also have that for. You can do that for a movie like yeah. a 90, 90 to one hundred and twenty yeah, minutes. Not for movie, thirteen hours. But you can't for thirteen hours. You just can't have it where like his only characteristic is that he shoots everybody in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming. And like, you know, uh, but um, I, I also wanted to say this because I, you know, I, I actually, I don't even know if I've even seen like a trailer or anything for, well, I didn't go out of my way to see it. So mm-hmm. the action in the Punisher, I actually prefer uh, as opposed to like the production values of like the ABC, like Marvel shows mm-hmm. where like, it's like if, like, if you're going to put Ghost Rider in a show, make sure Ghost Rider looks fucking cool. And some sweet Ghost Rider. And he doesn't look fucking cool. Like Nick Cage. But if you're going to do, like, <laughs> yeah. the Punisher having, like, a cool gunfight, like, do some cool gun foo mm-hmm. stuff. And, like, it's not gun foo, but, like, it is, like, cool shootouts and yeah, shit like that. John like, Wick stuff. Like gun yeah. foo, like a John Wicky kind of yeah. John Wicky kind of thing. Yeah, John Wicky kind of thing. The next episode is, there is a bunch more to it. It's great. It's back to Frank fucking really graphically shooting dudes I, I was actually a little bit like oof that, that's him shooting a guy in the fucking face and they don't cut yeah so um I, I am very impressed by this Marvel series I think Danny I know you really hated the whole Daredevil continuous hallway fight stuff I didn't I didn't hate it I I just really I gave, I gave Daredevil a shot I, like I liked it I didn't love it and then, like, I remember our old buddy Devin from uh, from uh, That's On My List was, like, he was, like, just wait until you get to that, like, that hallway fight in, like, episode two or whatever it was. Yeah. And, like, it hit it, and I just felt like, you're, like, four years too late, dude. Yeah, they you were, know? like, don't, don't try to out old boy, old boy. Yeah. But what, what's really great about Punisher is that because he's the Punisher and it's a harder series, he can go ahead... He just fucking shoots dudes, and it's fine. It's about, like, violent efficiency. So you're not showboating and doing a bunch of, like, flip kicks and stuff of him being a non-lethal fighter. I like Daredevil just fine, but really the best part of Daredevil Season 2 was the Punisher. It needs to be like Mirage Man, you know? There's no fanciness, it's just... Yeah, just fucking down. kicks a guy's out! Sorry for clapping. Um... <laughs> But um, anything else on Let's Be Frank? No, Ryan, no. I can't wait for you to finish the thing. Yeah. And then we can uh, we can move on to another new thing. Yeah. Uh, there's supposed to be a big snow day tomorrow, so maybe I'll just bang out the last, like, snow. We'll see what happens. I mean, last time they called for lots of snow, it was like, oh, look, it's a dusting. And yeah, it was I'm a light work. Wait, wasn't the last time it snowed, like, an actual snowstorm? Wasn't no, it? like, two weeks ago, it was, like, a Wednesday. Yeah. And it was really mild. I don't remember that anymore. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah. I made quesadillas all day of the professor. Quesadillas. Uh, so yeah, that wraps up. Let's be frank. Let's move on. We were going to talk about um, piggybacking. Yeah. Piggyback segment. So listeners who know us, we know we're big fans of Film Spotting, a film podcast out of Chicago. 
They do something in March. It's their own March Madness bracket, except instead of um, basketball teams, it is movies or actors or directors. So this much year, it was the 90s movies, and they've been eliminating people. And oh, they've been doing yeah. a very fun job about eliminating things. We are down to the Sweet 16. How fucking exciting is that? And guys, you want to have some fun debating? Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. I want to say I do agree with, uh, yeah, with, yeah. with Ryan about like not liking the 90s aesthetic. Um, it's... It's an interesting period of time where, like, on the whole, I don't... I also do not like the 90s aesthetic. It's, like, yeah. in this weird kind of, like, growing pains kind of section. Yeah. Oddly enough, one of my favorite... Some of my favorite movies are from the 90s. I mean, Heat, L.A. Confidential, Fargo, Big Lebowski. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, and, uh, but there's, like... And there's probably some others that I'm not really thinking about right now. But, but at the same time, like, if you said, like, oh, it was a really awesome movie. It came out in 1993. I'd have been, like, I don't care. Some oh, of Schindler's them look the genuinely really ugly today. Like, mm. if, if this was, if, if um, Snake Eyes wasn't made by De Palma, it would have been, if it had been, like, four years later, it would have been hideous. Yeah. Well, four years earlier, it would have been so fucking ugly. I think, I think, I like, also... Last Action Hero is an ugly movie. <laughs> I, I think that was fun and really enjoyable, but visually, it's, it's a movie made to be watched on a full screen TV. Mm-hmm. That's how ugly it is. Yeah, and maybe that's what it is. To be honest with you, it's like them trying to accommodate like the kind of like home the prevalence video. of like a, I said it right prevalence of nineties yeah, home video. Hey, Gabriel, you did it. Oh, yeah, it's it's also it. a weird time of like just like just figuring out like graphics, like yeah. CGI, that's the other and that like kind of takes you out. Like watch the Spawn movie; it looks like dog shit. <laughs> never I, did. Probably I, never will. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine what it's like seeing Spawn. Spawn oh, today. dude! Like the de- the one scene with the demon looks like it was like. Crafted on like Windows ninety eight. <laughs> well, because we it was. We should watch a giant mnemonic or lawnmower no. man. No. no. All right, so let's okay, get to so let's get to it. So the first match of round three. Again, people vote on these movies. If you haven't seen it, you're not supposed to vote, but people cheat on. But we're gonna fucking vote. And the the metric is that um, the movie that's not voted for, the one gets voted out, all the copies are burned. Forever, the movie no longer exists. So I would already. You, you, you can't be like, oh well, I guess I can just always watch it another time. No, it's gone. I I would already be incredibly forlorn if the, if that was the case with this bracket. I yeah. mean, they took out Heat. Heat is one you of my have favorite stakes, man. Favorite movies ever, and just the fact that that's knocked off, and it's like I don't care about anything else. You cut out Heat. Yeah. yeah. No, like, like even the hosts were like bitterly disappointed about that. But let's go on to the first one. Okay. So first, guys, I think this is a fucking no-brainer. Um, Silence of the Lambs versus Dazed and Confused. Dude, silence. Silence. Silence of the Lambs, and also Dazed and Confused. Speaking of which, beat out Heat, right? Yeah, which is so disappointing. Because I, I think Dazed and Confused is a great movie. It's Honestly, that fine. movie gives me nausea. It goes on too long. Oh, it does. And yeah. I really it's... don't. And I can smell the pot smoke. I can feel like I want to go home. It, it feels. It feels like. It generally feels like hanging out with like your your high your old like sort of high school graduating to like college buddies, mm-hmm. and you're just hanging out with them all day. So that by the end you're just so ready to go home and just yeah. be like like I can't. Yeah. Top to bottom, that's how I feel about that. Movie. Or it's realizing that you want to go home at the end. Yeah. That's actually what that movie feels like. Silence of the Lambs for me is like a happy place movie mm-hmm. as weird as that sounds like I, I could watch Silence of the Lambs anytime it's a perfect movie like if someone's like yo you wanna watch Silence of the Lambs I'm like fuck yeah I wanna watch yeah. Silence of the Lambs if, if you had the the Criterion Blu-ray that was on right now and you said we're gonna watch Silence of the Lambs I'd be like I'd be a hell yeah. yeah let's order Absolutely. pizza it's, yeah, I, order pizza let's put on the director commentary yeah um, oh fuck yeah, that'd be great <laughs> speaking of my complicated right, Johnny. speaking of my complicated feelings about Sailor Killer movies um, as oh, much what? as Sailor Killer movies or Sailor uh, Killer as much as I don't like movies like Seven or whatever but uh, but if you but oh, you, we have a special guest. Hey, no, come on, come on, get over here. Yay. 
Yay! We're talking about. I like your topic. I can hear you guys talking in our bedroom. Do you want to get, get oh, in on this? We're get doing film debate. You want to join us? If this is this is a really no brainer one that you can sit down for. Yeah, you're, you're really. It's just a. It's just. What do you like better? I just saw Silence of the Like I heard you yes. guys talking about Silence of the Lambs. Come closer. I love that. Come join us. Yes, it's. It, You've it, already it, been on the show. No, but uh, no, Silence of the Lambs is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's a perfect such movie. A good movie. And I, I was how saying, many times do I say to you like I want to watch Silence? You're like, no, not tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm like. Or like Come we'll on. we'll like talk to each other and say like we want to put lotion and like put the lotion <laughs> in the basket. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, doing that pretty recently. Yeah. I brought mm-hmm. that up and I was like, just put the lotion in the fucking brush. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you don't know, that's how um, the Seth Green uh, started doing the voice for Chris Griffin. That's how he got was, uh, they were, uh He was like making jokes about like how would Buffalo Bill sound if he was like ordering from like McDonald's. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I just want the sauce. And... <laughs> so if you listen to like early Chris Griffin, it's it does sound like him doing impersonation of Buffalo Bill. Oh, James mm-hmm. Gummy. Who? Buffalo Bill, uh, Ted Levine. Ted Levine. Levine is in Alienist. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's the one of the. He's like the police, well, like, like the commissioner. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, that's awesome. And he's in Heat. He's great. Yeah. He's also in Monk. Yes. Hey guys, the next battle, we're all easily all voted for. Uh, what's it called for? Fucking, uh, silence there. So next one, a contentious one, Boogie Nights versus the Big Lebowski. Not Boogie Nights for Ryan at all. Boogie Nights. Uh, I know I just admitted that I haven't seen Boogie Nights, but I will admit that I saw the first hour of Boogie Nights. Big Lebowski. I completely disagree with you. Um, it's Boogie Nights. And I think that Big Lebowski is probably one of the greatest comedies ever made. What do you think? I love Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Big Lebowski? Mm-hmm. Parts of it. Probably, and that's my issue, is that I probably haven't seen all of it. it probably, that's probably something I should read. If, I'm, an, if you I'm a me, noted Coen Brothers detractor, so you, any match of those Coen Brothers. Crossing, that might finally be the one. Because it's, it's, I think their sense of humor is not yours, Ryan. And yeah. really, like... Don't get me wrong, I love The Big Lebowski, but I really have this thing where, like, my brother loves it, and I know it's it's almost Scarface to me at this point. Mm-hmm. I know a million a-holes who think it's the best thing ever, and I'm like, I can't like what you like. Yeah, like... If you told me I could never see The Big Lebowski again, I might never watch it again for the rest of my life. Be totally Everyone honest. in their, like, dudism, like, the dude, and then, like, and, yeah. like I'm a bartender, so, like, when someone comes up and, like, orders a white Russian, bright I'm Russian, like, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're so fucking Nice set up there, guy. And I would say that this is up there with Fight Club, where even though it has, like, that gross oversaturation to it, mm-hmm. it... Fight Club is an awesome movie. Like, if you put it on, like, I, you wouldn't remember how much you like it until it's playing right now. And, uh, and I think Big Lebowski, like, you would watch it, and as much as... If you were doing something, and Big Lebowski's on the background from the beginning, the moment that uh, uh, Jeff Bridges gets grabbed and gets his face shoved in the toilet, you're just yeah. like, all right, I'm in. Whatever. Love the movie. I would I, I would not lament it if it was gone forever. I think I that, would lament Boogie I think, Nights. I think Big Lebowski's probably going to win. No, I think Boogie Nights. I think people I do I think Lebowski's going to win. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know if many people have seen Boogie Nights. I feel like Boogie Nights is kind of like one of those, like movies where you watched late at night on like max like do you remember when hbo had like all those yeah that's the type of movie that it's like a it's like a four yeah it's like a 14 year old like oh i get to see fucking heather graham's tits this is awesome it is like softcore porn but like um what's his face uh damn i'm so bad yeah burt reynolds amazing performance no, I think that like I, I think all you have to remember that film spotting is a pretentious film nerd show. Mm-hmm. So I think that people are going to want Boogie Nights, especially since Magnolia's gone. Thank God. This is the show that I had on when we were driving on our honeymoon, and I think you fell asleep to it because <laughs> it was like a three-hour-long like 
what is it's their one they did like two years ago like what is the next five years of film spotting gonna bring like, oh I remember that one that one it was really good it's it, they provide interesting discussion but like some of it does get a little pretentious and their audience tends to vote in a completely like expected way yeah it's like people like like me it's, yeah not, <laughs> not like you because you, you have opinions I respect but I, I find a lot of this especially during film spotting madness yeah you can predict how the audience is going to vote because they like what they think they're supposed to like mm-hmm. it, it, it breaks sense. my heart that heat lost out to Days and Confused but it doesn't entirely surprise me I yeah. think people, yeah. people, when I bring up heat to people, they still say like, oh, that's the movie with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro when they're in the movie together. And, and I didn't even realize that for a while. Dude, that, it's like, like an that, hour and a half long build up to the yeah. diner yeah. scene. It's and amazing. Then, and then that's also what people say where it's like, oh, they said there was going to be Al Pacino and De Niro together. And like, they were hardly in it together. And I'm like, yeah, well, so? what did you want? Who, what, yeah, who cares? Like, Watch Righteous Kill. Next one we're doing. This for, this for me is, is the painful one. It's Fargo versus Before Sunrise. I... I'm gonna take myself out because I haven't seen before summer. Bob and Sean Monahan, and uh, and I'll have to admit I have not seen Before Sunrise. Mm. However, again, if there was a movie that decide, that should, deserves to win best movie from the '90s, it's that's uh, probably still in there right now, and I'm assuming it's still in there. Would be either like Schindler's List or Fargo. Schindler's List is out. Schindler, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, Spielberg's totally out. Wait, wait, wait what totally be, out. What be Schindler's List? I don't remember. You fucking chill. No, it was Toy Story. Toy Story bit. Oh fuck you, stupid children! Yeah. God damn it! I don't care if like if you're if that's what you watch when you suck your mama's tit, right? It's uh-huh. Schindler's List is like one of the greatest movies ever made. I'll get around Jesus to it. Jesus Christ! Yeah, sorry. Um, um Fargo. Yeah, I'm the only one in the in the racer who's seen both, and I went before Sunrise because I felt like I, uh, I think Fargo is a masterpiece, and it's the number three seed. And you know what? Totally correct. Makes sense. It was maybe the best movie of the '90s, but I feel like I would. Lament for the world if there was no world before sunrise. That good, huh? Yeah, right, it, I think it's that. it's it's a movie that is not even a. 90s is that the first movie. one? It's the first one. Are, do, they, do they get worse or better in the subsequent? They get better. Yeah, it's, it's, aren't they like, like evenly kind of great? Yeah, or like they just they just get more and more mature yeah. and experience. Yeah. yeah, like they. The funny thing is that even they they get more realistically bleak about love and life, which is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's, it it's, sounds like your kind of movie. Yeah. Oh, it's it's they're they're it, immortal. It sounds like the kind of thing that really isn't my thing, but I, th- but it's gonna be like legitimately yeah. just hands down great. And again, like in terms of you're saying like that's not mm-hmm. really a '90s movie to you. Yeah. I also wouldn't really say that about like. Like Fargo, in a sense, I suppose. You know? Or like the best '90s movies don't remind you aren't like. I, I feel like Fargo movies. is like a classic, like a perfectly perfect like novel, mm-hmm. and Before Sunrise is a masterpiece of a painting, mm-hmm. and it's hard to decide. But I'm gonna go with the painting. Right. Next is Rushmore versus Seven. Rushmore. Rushmore. Seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I'll vote serial killer all day. As much as I as we as I, I keep talking about it's like as much as i have complicated feelings about serial killer movies i hate seven i love sansa of lambs i love uh manhunter i love the hannibal tv show gotta see it which yeah, is, heard where are we great. gonna do a show about that it's one of cooks in the kitchens yeah i yeah. remember too many cannibal cooks in the kitchens something like yeah. too many cooks? cannibal cooks in the cannibal kitchen <clears throat> cannibal kitchen i heard a podcast with bourdain where he was like say i think it was bourdain don't quote me on this where he was uh-huh. saying it had the best cooking scenes on TV Yay. yeah um, the, I just yeah no it's I, I could gush about that for a while okay. let's, just let's move along I'm also getting very hungry <laughs> so Goodfellas versus Malkovich that's Goodfellas Goodfellas I mean consensus lo- yeah I love um, like Charlie, Charlie Kaufman. Kaufman but really Goodfellas is that's the number two seed like, impossible and I can tell him I'm a big fan of Charlie Kaufman stuff mm-hmm. Unforgiven versus Matrix Unforgiven Unforgiven I love my westerns Matrix 
Explain yourself. Uh, I think it's too, I think it's too yeah it's too important to the science fiction action genre to be completely forgotten. There's more westerns. There's mm-hmm. probably better westerns. Um, yeah, I don't think I would want to live in a world where there was no Matrix. I think you you could make this argument that the two best movies that follow the Joseph Campbell hero's journey in film history are Star Wars and The Matrix. They are note perfect step by step, page by page adaptations of how to tell a satisfying, thrilling adventure story. Although even though I've beaten this to death on this show, if you're gonna have Matrix win, then you got to give some credit to the Invisibles because that did take those elements from that comic which was amazing and i think i love you grant morrison so much (laughs) he did batman right like his batman comics yeah he's he's done batman Batman for a while yeah Yeah, his batman Um, comics he did that he did that amazing run with um dick grayson as batman and uh as robin yeah Yeah, where he flipped the uh, dynamic which was really cool i'm a huge dick grayson fan too so uh, i was really happy about that but i tell you what i think there's better wachowski films also in the 90s bound anybody come on no go see it um but uh like there i feel like there's so many like matrix was a huge deal but it's it's a bit like uh, Pulp Fiction, where it's out, if, uh, it's often imitated so much that it's oversaturated it. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time, I don't love it as much. It's a great movie. When you watch it now, it's been a while. And it's, but if you put it on, I don't watch it. If you put it on right now, I'd probably watch Matrix T to B. But uh, but Unforgiven. That's that's another like masterpiece versus like the best possible version of Pulp Fiction. And the next, the final two before we wrap up for the day. Fight Club versus Jackie Brown. I still haven't seen Jackie Brown. Uh, I think Jackie Brown is the least interesting of Tarantino's movies. I'm gonna abstain from this one. People have like I have a lot to argue about for and against Fight Club. The the first the first time I saw Jackie Brown, I I I felt like that that was the case for me. But like that was like literally like 15 years ago. Like if I watched it, everyone says that that's their favorite film of his because it's like the most mature and kind of like reserved of his films. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that sounds interesting. But like I also have not rewatched it since then. Fargo. Or Fargo? Fight Club. Fight Club. Club. Yeah. You know, I'm just voting Fargo. Fargo, all right. I watched <laughs> Jackie Brown in the last, like, six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, it was my first time watching it. And, like, same thing. I heard it was, like, the most mature. I'm like, cool. I'm glad I'm watching it now as, like, the age I'm in as opposed to, like, Pulp Fiction at 14. Yeah. yeah. And I just, it, it wasn't quotable. It wasn't fun. Like, I was just waiting for it to be over. Like, I, I didn't <laughs> care. That, that, that actually sounds a lot like how I felt about it the first time I watched it. Like, you're waiting for, like, Rob De Niro's in this. When's he going to get, like, cool? Yeah, and he's and then, just like, and then quiet sociopath. Yeah. And he doesn't even do the sociopath shit until the end of the movie, and it was like, eh. Yeah. It's, Whatever. It's, it's a very, it's, especially if you're expecting, like, that kind of splash in the face Tarantino. We could talk about Tarantino for a while again. But, um, yeah. And it never really hits yeah, that. Yeah, Tarantino's next, anyway. Plus, it got, what, it, what's his face? Um, Eric Roberts. He's awesome. Like that guy. And uh, the last one, guys. Okay. Pulp Fiction versus Toy Story. I am a known Pulp Fiction detractor. Toy Story. I would say, you know, fuck it, Pulp Fiction. Really? I'm not. I don't love Pulp Fiction, but I also I also love Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Pulp Fiction. Really? Yeah, like I'm not like a big softy about the whole Toy Story series. Like Mm -hmm. it's fun. I saw it when I was a kid. I just like. Yeah, if I got a choice between watching either of those movies, I'm watching Pulp Fiction again for the like millionth time. I, I think I would. I think, you know, honestly, if you gave me the choice between watching... Right now, if you gave me the choice between watching uh, Pulp Fiction or Toy Story, 
You want to watch Pulp Fiction? I'll go Toy Story. I mean, Toy Story's fine. It's a nice little sweet story, but it doesn't scratch any... It doesn't doesn't give me anything. It doesn't touch your balls. As, as a doll. It doesn't touch my balls. Mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction grabs the balls. Grabs the balls. And then kind of like gets really like film art house pretension yeah. for a little bit. And then goes back to grabbing your balls again. Yeah. I can see I partly I don't want Pulp Fiction to win. It was number two last year's in film spotting March Madness for greatest movies of all time. Yeah. And like the argument was Godfather versus Pulp Fiction. And I'm like, I don't yeah, that's that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's a boring argument. Like that's a really boring argument to me. Like I was really hoping it would be like, if it was like Godfather versus Jaws, then I would have been like, oh, that's an argument. Because what what do you I want? To, argue... What do you want to survive forever? I would still be if, in terms of the greatest movies ever. I would say Godfather. I would probably I would, end up Godfather, yeah. but then I do feel like like that's a tough one having. Jaws. Pulp Fiction versus Godfather. That's fucking dumb. How how much longer are you gonna claim that it's ninety four movie? Like it's. <laughs> Fine. It changed everything. It, Some might say for the worse. It, no, I, I Tarantino say, has made basically everything else he's done has been better. It's it, it was a it was a they don't re, people don't realize that that was actually a really good starter film for Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Where but at the same time it did give like this sense of like this is like this very fresh original kind of voice and fuck you all for being like it's not original. Screw you. Who said that? Yeah, people who who always <laughs> say like you know Tarantino steals all his best stuff. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's how that's, that's an invalid that's how argument. Art works, assholes. Anyway, I'm really bitter right now because I just remember the Toy Story. Art Art influences art. Is this true? Yes. And um, so, guys, if you also want to vote, um, uh, voting closes on Sundays when they do the thing. It's going to be the final four uh, when when, uh, Home Spotting airs on Friday. So listen to it. Check it out. Um, I, I, I commented on, on this race last week, so maybe they'll read out my thing if I'm lucky. Oh, cool. Yeah. That be fun. Okay, guys, that was fun. Who wants to do some plug-in? Uh, I guess I'll start. The okay. Uh, you can find me on the Instagrams at Tango Like Cash. Uh, you can also catch me at the Bookstore Speakeasy every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday night, three three six Adam Street, Bethlehem, PA one eight zero one eight. Come on in. We got a new menu coming out yeah. uh, today. Actually, Ooh. Uh, it is all, uh, funnily enough, uh, inspired by the films of Quentin Tarantino. So sure. our whole yeah. our whole drink menu is just like Tarantino stuff. I got to see the layout of the menu yesterday. It looks fucking cool beautiful um yeah like i can't wait for you to see it it's, I'm it's excited. freaking awesome I'll be so by. uh yeah come by and check out our awesome craft cocktails that were inspired by tarantino hey hey um and for two parts first off you can follow me on twitter and instagram at top count radio um and of course uh, i said before third time mentioning it so rears my co-host with gabriel yeah. and i also want to get everyone excited for episode we have an, our 50th episode coming up mm-hmm. and for that gabriel suggested this and i shut it down because i really don't want to do this but i'm gonna say we're gonna go for it harry potter yay aka wizard school parts one through seven we're gonna do part one yes the, oh god the sorcerer's the, 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 you guys are gonna school. start and do all of them no, no. Um, they were just i don't think i could even if danny loved the first one i think danny will be too obstinate to let himself do any of the others yes i and, bet you anything uh, I, you'd I, be I, like i love this but i'm not gonna do the rest i've committed yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do. I wouldn't want to talk about Harry Potter for so long, and uh, <laughs> and I, I'm very nervous about what it's like getting into these books because um, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't think I'm gonna like it. Uh, I and try- walk in with that attitude. Don't expect anything. If you walk in being like, oh, everyone loves this bullshit, you're not going to like it. I, Give it a I'm, fair shake. I, when I, I was a kid, I got a copy of it, and I was just like you, where I was like, everyone fucking likes this, I'm not going to like it. And I read it, and I was fascinated. 
And it's I, charming. It's I, pretty good. I was a I was a kid. I was given a copy of the second book of the series. Why did they give you the second one? Because it doesn't matter. It's all the fucking same. Book anyway. No. So like so yeah, I read I read the second book and I was like screw this. I'm gonna go back to reading Stephen King because that's the kind of stuff I read as a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read Stephen King at like the same time I was reading Harry Potter. Yeah. Also, I don't really care for Wizard School. It's more than that. You read randomly the second book, which is famously the worst one. Is it? It's the worst one. Okay. Yeah. It's by far the worst one. Yeah. I've also seen... It's, mo- it's, it's, it's actively not good. Also, sport- It doesn't really do anything to propel the plot forward. No. Yeah, three... Everyone likes... Like, someone says three is the one where it actually becomes transcendentally good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll t- we'll talk about this more. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll talk about this more in the thing, but I do want to say, I've also seen, like, most of the first movie through Wizard People, Dear Readers. Oh, God. And yeah. I want to say, like... Oh, it's so good. And I constantly realize that, like, wait, is there an Ronnie actual... the Bear! Is there an actual plot to this? Because, to like, there's is there any kind of... Like, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere besides, here's Harry Potter, here's this wonderful wizard school, uh, you go play your Sneech game, and then, um, and then that's, like, an hour and a half in the movie, and you're just, like... Is, does something happen in this after all? I'm not saying yeah. like in a negative way, but like I never realized that there's like some kind of like forward momentum plot they're, rather than they're also classic yeah. Um, yeah. hero like hero's journey stories. I hate the hero's journey, but yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, cool so, like little, so like, everyone get ready for life. another where Daniel ships on a thing because he already decided he doesn't like it. Yes. Uh, and don't and be prepared if I absolutely don't like it and and I'm talking about your favorite thing that you read as a child uh-huh. that you absolutely love. And sure it got grew up and got mature and uh, and depthful. But anyway, sorry. Uh, Gabriel, yeah. <laughs> so, listeners, please check out Slow Readers, as he said. And also, Tyler Martis, T underscore Martis, is making for us a custom The Warriors poster. I've been posting about it. I've been doing this fucking social media stuff. It's a bummer. I'm going to have to come up with more of it. But check out this poster. It's amazing. It is original. It's all the Warriors and the Rifts and etc. And what's the name of uh, the Come Out the Play guys? The, the Rogues? The Rogues. The Rogues. Is that the name so, Yes, I didn't know that. But it's amazing, oh, so... I'll, I'll drop some knowledge on all the gangs in this oh, fucking movie. I've only seen the movie once. <gasps> Gasp. But check it out, guys. Um, To enter, all you have to do is find our post on Instagram. Like ours, and like Tyler's T underscore Martis, and comment, come out to play. Or just write to us at sexandviolencepod at gmail.com. You can also follow the Whip Around podcast. They also have a post. So please, enter the thing. We have some entries already. It's very exciting. So yeah, listen to Whip Around to find out how you win theirs, because they have you can a, win two. They have a different set of rules for the poster we're gifting. So all right, guys. Um, that's fucking it, right? That's about it. Thank you got you. Snake Eyes, baby. Snake Eyes. House, House wins. wins. See you next week. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. For more podcasting content, go to topcountradio.com, 